look around at this great city of ours, what do you see? I see a multitude of amazing people. Over the next hour, Bill Wilson will talk to some of these amazing people about topics that interest you and give you just what you need to kick off your week with a dang on the Mr. Murfreesboro Show. Good evening, everybody. Good evening. Good evening, everybody. This is Mr. Murfreesboro, also known as Bill Wilson, and you're listening to the Mr. Murfreesboro Show here at WGNS 1450 AM and 101.9 FM Talk Radio. Can everybody hear me? Yeah. Yes. Okay. We've got a big show tonight. We've got a. Uh, we've got uh, actually two. We got three guests. Actually, we got a group. And a comedian going to be here tonight, joined in the studio with Lady K. How's it going, Lady K? The so good, so good. All right, Jackson's here, our producer. Um, our first guest is, um, I know one of them pretty well. I've not known her family forever. Her brother and I went to, uh, known each other since kindergarten. Wow. Since, yeah. Campus school. That's right. Campus school, kindergarten. Um, I think even Riverdale. Yes, Riverdale. Uh-huh. Correct. Central Riverdale. Central. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But we're uh, excited to have the Coconut Cowgirls here tonight, all the way from <laughs> Wisconsin, Hawaii, <laughs> and also the, uh, what's that road, Thompson Road or, or Armstrong Valley Road area yes, of Rutherford right. County. Uh-huh. But it's Priscilla Sanders and Miss Megan Owens. Who make up the Coconut Cowgirls? Welcome to the show. Thank you Thank so you. much, Bill. We're just Thank grateful you. to be here and love your show and excited to do a show this Thursday at the Walnut House. And I'm excited to have Megan here. So it's, it's a big gonna, week. We're going to get right into it. Now, we're going to talk a little bit and then you're going to play a few songs. Um, so how do you come up with the name the Coconut Cowgirls? What, <laughs> what's up with that? <laughs> I've never heard of it. I mean, it's kind of original, I would say. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I was, uh, at the time uh, when we met in 2012 um, on Maui, I was dating a guy who climbed coconuts for a living. He climbed coconut he trees. He climbed coconut, coconut trees. No, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> coconut <laughs> trees. He liked coconuts, huh? <laughs> <laughs> wow. He made piles. Of, yeah. So, um, yeah, so that's what he did. He would get up at four in the morning and he would, um, you know, get on one of those pulleys and, you know, like hike up like you're going deer hunting, you know, and then trim the trees. So at one point he, he got in between two trees and it was hanging there. And so I told Megan about it. Oh, no, actually, before that, I'd, I'd written a verse. It was the first verse I wrote of, the, of Coconut Cowboy. And then I told her about how he would, 
had been hanging and that's where the wild man in the tree line comes in and, and I didn't know how to finish the song and so me I met Megan and we started messing around and looking at it and she came up with flipping the my coconut cowboy to I'm a coconut cow girl there you go and I was like we're coconut cow girl yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then we just we needed a band name because we started singing out everywhere and everybody loved this song and wanted to hear us sing harmonies and, and then our friend made a video and it went viral on maui it was like we made the video and we were down at the beach and everyone was listening to it and then it had like a thousand hits that day or something there and everyone was like people would come up to me at my own singer songwriter shows and they'd be like do you know who the coconut cowgirl is i was like well yeah <laughs> and they'd be like you look like her i'm like well i'm one of two but yeah that's me and they'd be like what we saw you on the internet you know and it was funny how people can see you on tv or the internet or the youtube but they don't know it's you but yeah. they'll walk up to you and be like do you, you look know like the, you look, look like, like that, that person has I'm anybody like, ever told you you look just like i'm like that's me <laughs> so that's where it started yeah. was in hawaii and then you yeah. brought it stateside yeah Correct. and then we played shows and wrote more songs but will y'all be performing the coconut Cowgirl song at the Walnut yeah, House. Yeah. So indeed. We'll have yeah. Priscilla do a set. Then um, we're going to honor Maggie Vaughn, right? Yeah, Poet Laureate of Tennessee. She's yeah. a guest of honor. And oh, she she's going to be here. She cool. wrote a lot of songs for Loretta. And then um, I'm going to do a set, and then we'll do a set together. So. Do y'all know Taylor Lynn? I know the so name. That's Loretta's granddaughter. Uh, yes, I have met her before. Mm -hmm. We're trying to get her to come yes, on. Yes, so I've met her okay. before. Um, Out at Hurricane Mills. Hurricane uh -huh. Mills, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So. What are we going to hear first? And by the way, our second guest is going to be Xavier uh, Phillips, who's out there in the green room. He's going to be doing a show Tuesday at Zany's, and he's going to be uh, getting a bunch of laughs here in a minute. But well, fun. Anyways, Hopefully, y'all won't get any laughs. <laughs> they're actually kind of these gals are kind of funny too. <laughs> well, what do y'all what do y'all want to sing first? Well, I think since we're talking about it, let's sing Coconut Cowboy. It's a short one, but a good one. Uh, we think anyway. I think yeah. most people make sure like you it. sing into the microphone. Priscilla's please. gonna Priscilla's gonna play the ukulele. And then you're playing. You're a. Are you accompanying? I'm is that playing what we the call guitar. I'm I'm you're I'm adding Phil to her guitar. Phil, well, I like that. <laughs> Unfortunately, I got to turn my body this way. We got all kinds of things going on in here. So, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, this is a uh, okay, coconut well, cowgirls playing the coconut cowgirls. Cowboy song. Coconut cowboys. Cowboy is a song, right? Yeah. It's alright. It's confusing. It's okay. It's okay. He loves my mind and he loves my heart. He 
find me where the palm trees sway. Ooh, I love her cowboy at the I'm as sweet as a sugar cane. Come and find me where the palm trees sway. I'm as sweet as a sugar cane. Coconut cowgirls. That was awesome. I love the harmony. The harmony. Thank you. What, what pitch is that? I mean, how high up are you? It's pretty high. <laughs> I mean, seriously, She's high. like a super soprano. I'm like a wannabe soprano kind of Wannabe soprano? Kind of I only heard half of it because when you get that high, oh. my ears don't. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> She's like, oh, no. I'm all worried. Back up. And let, me do a, let me do a little history thing because y'all know I love history. Yes. Uh, Priscilla's. Uh, parents, uh, Patricia's your mom, right, who's st still still with us, and your yeah. father was uh, Dr. Robert Sanders, who was Dr. Seatbelt. That's right. So okay. when I was a kid, I'm 57, and when I was a kid growing up, when Dad would take us on a trip or if you're traveling, we would sleep in the back window, you know, where the... <laughs> There was no <laughs> such... <laughs> there was no such thing as... Uh, in uh, Lady K, your daughter, Josie, uh, has, yeah. you have to put her in a car seat. Well, it's because oh, yeah. of Dr. Robert Sanders back in the late 80s. It was Dr. Robert, her late, father. Late 70s, actually. Late 70s. Mm -hmm. Dr. Robert Sanders, and uh, it was actually Ronald Reagan and John Bragg. They pushed it through mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. have uh, okay. the seatbelt law, which started in Rutherford County and then Tennessee, and then all the other states followed. Really? We Just were the first? History. We, were, her, we were the first state. To her, dad, the her dad started oh, it all right. at the Isn't health cool? department. Something oh, to be anyway, just of. wanted y'all to know that. We, yeah. I have celebrities here. All right. What is the next song we're going to listen to, y'all? Well, um, you want to play your song? Oh, should I do Coming Home to Tennessee? I don't know. Or I can do, or I can do this one, and then we can do Coming Home. What do you want Yeah, do? let's do yours. You're all set to go. Okay. You Megan, do, you Megan's Saturday, girl? You want to do this? Let's do this one. Yeah, let's do this one. Okay. It's ready to go. Megan uh, had worked several years uh, with guitars for vets and uh, wrote this song with a veteran lovely man mm -hmm. that's all i know so mm -hmm. she's going to take it from here mm -hmm. <laughs> i'm just really proud of her for this I, I think it's very altruistic and amazing that she oh, did this work thank you yeah i did nine years as a spokesperson and i flew all over the u.s and then i helped raise money guitars for vets is a lovely program i actually did the first show here in nashville and now i know there is a nashville chapter i don't okay. i don't know or i don't know murfreesboro might have a chapter for all i know but it started out in milwaukee and green bay wisconsin and then it went to, we got on NBC News, and then it exploded. We got thousands and thousands of phone calls. This is before Wounded Warrior Project was doing anything. And um, what we do is we offer 10 weeks of uh, guitar lessons, and there's a mental health person there, and then also um, the community of guitar players that donate their time to teach the veterans. Wow. And then if you show up for the 10 weeks and be part of the community, then you can get a guitar. So what I would do, we would raise the money, and we would go around, and um, a lot of people would just donate guitars that were sitting in their closet. Yeah. And some people would just donate money, and then we would buy guitars. And it's just been a lovely program because, you know, if you have been sleeping with an AR-15 by your side for many years, you know, coming out of Afghanistan or Iraq, when you can sleep with a guitar, it can give you some peace. And when right. you can also, like, use that guitar to, to 
calm express you down. Express yourself. And, yes, and express yes. yourself. And Tell your story, get it out of you. Music is mm-hmm. a healing power beyond anything that any of right us on. own, right? And really. so it's we did a lot of PTSD work. So I urge everyone listening, look up guitarsforvets.com. It's great. wonderful. Sounds like a great cause, yeah. It is. And so. this is a song I wrote with Al at the VA hospital in Milwaukee at the Dom123, which is a rehab facility. So, um, yeah, you want to sing it with me, Priscilla? Tell us the name of the song again. It's called uh, Dusty Old Road. Dusty Old Road. (laughs) Coconut What's the name of my song again? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you get nervous on the radio. Okay. So here we go. I hope you can hear the guitar. I don't know. Walking down this dusty old road Walking down this dusty old road Wind blows through me, I feel like a ghost Walking down this dusty old road This used to be where Walk 
Walking down this dusty old road I hold on to my dog tags And I think about my friends The ones who stay behind in foreign lands And I thank my lucky stars that I am walking home again I wouldn't be here if it weren't for them Walking down this dusty old road Walking down this dusty old road When blows through me, I feel like a ghost Walking down this dusty old road This used to be where I come from Memory don't serve me right no more Walking down this dusty old road Walking down this dusty old road Wind blows through me, I feel like a ghost Walking down this dusty old road my It had a special spirit to it, and Al and I, yeah, it was like his story and him and his wife, like that part about you know her talking about the foreign land or the yeah, and thinking about his friends that he left behind there, and you know you're always gonna have that, and so many people have given their lives, you know, for Amen. how we get to live here. So Amen. Yeah. Great, great. That that was awesome. Yeah, so I urge everybody to check out guitarsforvets.org or I think it's .org or it could be .com, but look at with the letter f or the number four, Guitars for Vets with the number in it. Yeah. It's a wonderful cool. organization. The money really does go to building musical communities all across America. So. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. So you're from Wisconsin originally? Yeah, I'm from there, and then I lived here for a while, and then I <laughs> lived a lot of places. And then you went to Hawaii? Yeah, I did, and that's how I met Priscilla. Wow. I playing I music living, in I was all living the clubs. There substitute teaching and yeah. Playing the ukulele. <laughs> oh yeah, she taught a lot <laughs> of ukulele. Some of your she YouTube sure did. Videos. She You've got some stuff out there. Yep, I do. And I was telling you earlier the things when I think about Hawaii. Of course, I've not been. I'm probably I'll go one day, I guess, but if sure. I'm supposed to. Yeah. Um, was the Brady Bunch had that little tiki <laughs> thing? That's, when I think of Hawaii, I think of <laughs> Dog the Bounty Hunter. Okay. The Tiki. And Magnum P.I. Magnum yes. P.I. <laughs> and, 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 and Priscilla <laughs> playing her ukulele. Oh, you're part of his oh. pop culture Woo! lexicon. <laughs> <laughs> so what? So both of you went separately yeah, to Hawaii. Right. Yeah, we just met. We met thing. at a music party. There was a bunch of musicians all sitting, you know, like in a guitar pool or whatever you call, you know, how it's like they call it here. But 
yeah. that's me. And, songs. and somehow you found out I was from Mur- na- near Nashville. Murf- yeah. Murfreesboro. Murf- Murf- Murfreesboro. Yes, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> she hadn't heard of Murfreesboro, but she'd lived in Nashville for four years, right, mm-hmm. pursuing songwriting. And, mm-hmm. and uh, we actually lived in Nashville at the same time but never met. So this wow. was after that. So we mm-hmm. met in Maui. In Maui. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this, Priscilla. I'm going to put you on the spot. If you're in... Uh, you're in Maui, you're hanging out, doing a gig, and somebody says, hey, where are you from? Do you say, I'm from Nashville, or I'm from Murfreesboro, 30 miles south? Most people say they're from Nashville. You do, don't you? Just be honest. No, be honest. Well, you know, sometimes, I guess I guess 50-50, you yeah. know what I mean? Depends on who you're talking to. Yeah, exactly. You know, if I thought they might know. That's true. Because what's fun about saying you're from Murfreesboro is they're like, I've been there. I went to a show at, you know, you know uh, yeah, Middle Murphy Tennessee. Center. Yeah, Murphy, Murphy Center. Murphy Center, yeah. Or something. My kid went to MTSU. Or, and then yeah. you can have a real conversation. Right. Because right. mm-hmm. I've lived in Nashville off and on and, you know, didn't stay much, very long, like a year right. here or the year there. And, um, and I don't, I don't, I, I prefer Murfreesboro. You way love now. Murfreesboro. You I always love, say good things about Murfreesboro. We like Murfreesboro. How much you love yeah, Murfreesboro. It's, it's, it's a you good do. town. It's a Norman Rockwell town. It's beautiful. It she was the, very impressed today when I drove around. This is the first time I really got to see downtown. I did see the university once a long time ago. You know, I had a friend that went there, mm-hmm. and um. Or, or maybe it was a college back then. I don't know. But yeah, um, it was smaller. Uh, Mill yeah. State College. But I never got to see this beautiful downtown you have. It's really epic. A lot of history yeah. here. Yeah, it's gorgeous. The seventh bloodiest battle of the Civil War was fought here. That's right. You know, if you're at the Avenue, mm-hmm. eating at Jonathan's or whatever, having a drink or whatever you're doing, and uh, just think there was 80,000 troops camped Whoa, out there. Really? 150 something years ago. Wow. That's um, crazy. What's the population of Murfreesboro now? Do you know? No, it's not 200. It's Almost about one, 160 to 180. I was thinking was like, we, we, Rutherford County just passed uh, Hamilton County as the fourth largest, most populous county in the state. It's exploded. It's so crazy. I can remember there's only 30,000 people live See, here. I told you. 30,000 in the, in the county. Well, right? yeah. My, well, Mur- mostly Murfreesboro. Most, mostly Murfreesboro, but it's when you could go on the square and you knew everybody. That's and right. Jump, yeah, the post office, see somebody you know everywhere. I don't right. know anybody now. I'm exactly. also disappointed. Don't let him. Fl- he knows everybody. Well, he I know can't he does. walk four feet. <laughs> I thought he was Mif- Mr. Mr. Murfreesboro. Mur- oh, yeah. Well, yeah, he knows I mean. everybody. Everybody knows you. You're like a celebrity. Well, I don't know about that. But <laughs> I don't the, the know. thing is, he might be. If, he dri- <laughs> if you drive, if you go around. Give him a guitar. Yeah, give me the guitar. I'll play. <laughs> you know, Jimmy Hendrix used to come to Murfreesboro and play. Y'all didn't know that, no. did you? No. Really? And, you, know, um, you know, his last show was on Maui. His yeah, last show Rainbow. was in Mountain. Rainbow. Rainbow, Rainbow Bridge. He yeah. came to the El Dorado Club or the Cadillac Club on Asbury Lane right by the battlefield. The, the building's still there. He would come on the wow. weekends huh. and jam. But he lived in Nashville for a while because he was at the um, 101st. He was stationed at the 101st Airborne, and then he moved <gasps> to Nashville. And, and wasn't to do he gigs. in the Army band? Yeah, I he think was he in the, he was in the Army. I don't know about the band. No, he, sure. I think he was in the band. Yeah. They only take good players. He was awesome. Yeah. He died too young, like many of them. Yeah. And we had the chance to go. Have y'all been to Bonnaroo? Mm-mm. We went down there. A I know few who she says. Zoo. <laughs> hey. I saw the traffic. Uh, Lady <laughs> Kay got us some media passes. Oh, went cool. down there. Got lost. And then. Did um, she get sweaty? Just sweaty. And so I've seen a lot. You know, I'm 57. Now, 30 something <laughs> years ago, I may have been down there in the middle of it. But, you know, I'm in recovery now. It's been nearly 32 years since I've had a drink. Amen. But, Amen. Good for man, you. if I was. A, Start drinking, you'd probably be all over the news. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I was worried about because I got those passes and took them out there. I was like, Mr. Murfreesboro. Oh, but we got to, it was neat. It was neat. But I couldn't 
they just got through COVID. I don't know how they got through um, having the shows during COVID. Right. But it was a neat experience, you know. Uh, key to it is if you get your armband, just don't let them tighten it. <laughs> That's so funny. Well, they put all your they put your ID right. I mean, all your information is on that. Wow. And then if you want to hand it to somebody else, you just. No. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to give bad advice. What other song are we going <laughs> to play tonight? What are y'all going to take us out on? We're going to take a break do, at night. Do, what do you want to do? that one? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I wrote the song with another hometown gal named Robin Bishop. And, uh, yeah. You have a, you have a I just want to say you should say our show is happening on Okay, yeah. let's announce the show. show yeah. Before we do this, um, our show we, is on Thursday, this Thursday, the 29th at the Walnut House, which is on the, basically on the corner of Walnut and Maine. And it's right near the Alley on Main Restaurant, just down the street. It's the one. It's the building that's kind of cream colored with all the pretty mur- murals on the side. Next to Gallagher Behind Guitar. Behind Next store. to Gallagher Guitar. Yeah. And um, we'd love to see you there. Uh, you can, uh, doors are going to open at six. Um, seating's upstairs. Twenty dollars a ticket. I'm going to play for a while. Then we're going to play together. We're going to have Maggie Vaughn read some poems. We're going to. Um, have Megan do a set, so it's like kind of a variety show. It's be, a nice, intimate venue. Will you be too, throwing out so. guitar picks? We, if I want one, I don't have. We'll throw one at you. For okay, we'll 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 give you one. We'll one. All right, cool. Do we need an armband to get in, or we no armband? Just no. backstage pay, passes. Pay another local gal. Karen Raider is going to be working the box office at their time. Karen Raider is. <laughs> you know, oh my Karen? lord, I haven't seen her in years. She's good at math. That's why I want to see her. I hope Meredith, are you listening, Karen Raider? She's a good golfer too. Very good. She still plays in leagues and wins tournaments. She's amazing. Um, <laughs> anyway, so um, I hope you can make it. It's, it's going to be really fun, and it's just a taste test of the kind of music we're going to do. It's going to be a nice cool, variety right. of stuff. All right. Thank you for... Tell us what you're, we're going to play. Oh, yes. Yeah. Y'all so are going to play us out with this song. Okay. This is called Coming Home to Tennessee. When I moved back a few years ago, I wrote this with Robin Bishop, and um, Megan's going to sing a little with me. And um, I just was so grateful to be back, and, and uh, I still feel the, the sentiment is still still there. Picking beans with my dad, blazing hot sun on my back, counting down to meet and three at noon. Mom's taking clothes down from the line out with the fireflies and pines. My bedtime always came too soon. They say you can't come home again where you were as a child, but I found my way home. Sweetheart, the second time You can't come home again Relive your memories Coming home to Tennessee A stranger's friendly smile Slice of fresh baked chest pie Making pound cake Snickerdoodles too Fried chicken at State Park, splashing in the swimming hole till dark. A whiff of those sweet magnolia blooms. They say you can't come home again where you were as a child. But I found my way home. It's sweeter the second time. You can't come home again. Relive your memories. Coming home. To Tennessee. 
Like my grandma waiting to hug me at the door Her arms stretched out as eagles soar Of all the places I've been before Tennessee still loves me more They say you can't come home again Where you were as a child But I found my way home It's sweeter the second time You can't come home again Relive your memories Coming home to Tennessee Coming home to Tennessee He said, go big one. <laughs> that was awesome. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you. We love being here. Y'all so were great. I will thank you. Uh, Thanks for so that. So tell, tell us again, the show's this Thursday at what time? 6.30. Doors open at 6. Coconuts at the Walnut. <laughs> Easy to remember. Coconut cowgirls at, at the Walnut. Coconut Walnut. That's right. There's a lot of nuts in there. Coconuts Don't come down to the, the nut There's a lot of nuts in there. And it's right behind the old Freedman's store. It's right behind the old Freedman's. Exactly. Right. Very good. And mm -hmm. it's Miss Megan Owens mm -hmm. and Priscilla. Priscilla Sanders. We're not going to say Miss Priscilla Sanders. <laughs> Miss Priscilla. Yeah, but y'all yeah. are the coconut cowgirls. We are. Right? We are. Together. Okay. It's, not on, it's not on all the coconut billing. Coconut cowgirls. But, but all right. Y'all well, yeah. are great. Well, thank yeah. you so much. I'm going to be you're gonna Look at our video yeah. on YouTube is Coconut Cowgirls on Maui. There you go. Yeah. On Maui. Maui you'll get to Wowie. see like the That's beautiful cool. okay. you'll get to see another side of it, not yeah, just yeah. the tiki side. You know, yeah, there's the a scary lot of, tiki uh, and landscape the in our video. Yeah, you'll see that. And, Thank y'all so and we'll much. Be, Thank we'll be you. sure to put follow ups and yeah. where they are yeah. next. Oh, that'd be great. Thank you. Follow ups. So we'll keep up with you and we'll have you back on so you can stay a whole hour. All right. We'd love it. We appreciate it so much. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. Yep. The Coconut Cowgirls, everybody. And Xavier Phillips is getting ready. He'll be in here in just two minutes. Hey, it's Bill. Did you know I also sell for Parks Real Estate? Meredith Thomas and I make up the Thomas Wilson team. We have over 25 years of real estate experience and have helped nearly 1,000 families buy and sell real estate here in Murfreesboro, Rutherford County, and Middle Tennessee. Why not choose us to help you and your family with all your real estate needs? Give us a call at 615-406-5872 or 615-896-4040. You can follow me at Mr. Murfreesboro on Facebook or Instagram. Curb them, crack them, or bend them. We can mend them. Come by Wheelworks, located 516 South Church Street, for a free estimate. We also sell performance and passenger tires, as well as aftermarket and factory wheels. We also install lift kits, and we've been sponsoring and serving this community for 15 years. Come see us at Wheelworks at 516 South Church Street, or give us a call at 615-849-3848. Rhonda McQuarrie with Primus Mortgage has been in the mortgage business for over 30 years. A multi-year Ruthie Award-winning mortgage loan officer and a proud member of the MTSU 1989 graduating class. Specializing in all kinds of mortgage products and taking pride in going the extra mile. Personally, taking great care with her customers. Call 615-419-9193. That's 615-419-9193 or check out her website, loansbyronda.com. Rhonda McQuarrie, Primus Mortgage, NMLS 628407.
Old Stone Fort Golf Course is the place for you to get away for the day to play golf. Located right next to the beautiful Duck River and only five minutes from I-24. Whether you're a beginner or avid golfer, Old Stone Fort Golf Course is ideal for you. Golf carts are available and there is a golf shop. You can play nine holes for $9 and kids 12 and under play for free. They are located at 1017 Country Club Lane in Manchester, Tennessee. You can call for a tee time at 931-954-0366. You can also follow Old Stone Fort Golf Course on Facebook. At Lawyers Land and Title, we are a full-service title company committed to making real estate transactions go smoothly. We provide residential and commercial real estate services and have a team of on-site lawyers available to provide legal services. Let us help make your next real estate transaction stress-free. Visit us at lltitle.com or call us at 962-8971. Lawyers Land and Title, located at 5 North Walnut Street. Welcome back. You've been listening to the Mr. Murfreesboro Show, and this is Bill Wilson, Mr. Murfreesboro. And uh, Lady Kay, what about the coconut cowgirls? What about... I learned a little bit. Did you did you steal that from them? Yeah, my backup music now. <laughs> is that the... What is, what is that? What do we call <laughs> that? Shakers. Hey, I'm excited. We They were they did a great job, y'all. Let's give it up for them. All right. Woo, we're great. Uh, this next guest is a... Uh, man, he's only, he's only 24, and he's... He's done a lot of stuff in his, well, I'm just going to let, in his young <laughs> life. He's so very young. experienced. He, he's been to Chicago. I mean, he's. Oh, my God. He's been to Chicago. He's a comedian. He's, no, a, he's a writer. He's, writ- he's first, written for ne- a Netflix show. This is true. And he's writing TV shows. Wow. He did a Central Magnet show. We're going to get into it right now. It's Xavier <laughs> Phillips. Xavier <laughs> How's it going? Welcome to the show, brother. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm glad that in my credit to you started with Netflix and then moved your way, way down to, Central Magnet School. Up to the Central Magnet the Swag. Show. What's it called? The Swag. Mag Swag News is what it was called. Mag Swag News Mag that he swag started news. in what eighth grade, ninth grade, tenth grade. Uh, I think it might. I think it might have been eleventh. Um, but yeah, I started that show and we carried it through. It was like a satirical school news show. It was like a weekend update, but cool. Just about you know my principal and our school lunches <laughs> and. Did it for like two years before I graduated. And you went to school where, case in line, go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so we moved to Murfreesboro when I was in the second grade, I believe. Started at Case and Lane and then went to Discovery School. It was at Discovery until Central Magnet opened in 2010 and I was there. The smart school. Because I always told people. I mean, look, I didn't say it, but. Uh, I went to Central when it was the I'll take dumb it. school. <laughs> yeah. They asked me not to come back. But anyway, Central Magnet and then uh, you started. When did you want to get in? When did you get into like comedy and stuff? When did were you always just a? I mean, I was always. Um, I, I definitely, as a kid, was always like trying to be class clown. I think I, fortunately, think to a certain extent, I've been able to hone it to not just be an obnoxious nuisance, which is what many of my teachers would probably describe me as. Um, but I, I actually think you know I was I did a lot of theater and stuff growing up, and I was always like the funny sidekick in every single show. Um, and then I, I think starting Mag Swag News was probably the first time I started writing comedy, realizing like what my comedic voice was, adapting to an audience, you know, doing all that. And you're, you did like 30, 
how many shows did you do by the time you graduated high school? For Magswag News? Well, no, like the, theater oh, stuff. theater shows. I think yeah, I'd counted at some point because I started doing musical theater in like fourth grade and then so did community theater and stuff at school. And I think by the end, it was in the 30s of the show. And you played soccer, too. So not only. Soccer at wow. You're a pretty good soccer player. So he, <laughs> you would be uh, doing a play and then sneak out the back door to go practice soccer. This is there a, lot, a lot of people don't yeah. do, you know, if you're an athlete, there's yeah. not a lot of people who do theater is what I'm trying to get at. That's true. I was, well, that was the thing. A lot of my, a lot of the time when like all my soccer teammates were like watching soccer and learning more about that and memorizing the, the cleats that all the players were wearing, like really getting into the sport. I was at rehearsal. I mean, all of my theater kids were like learning about the new plays and like following <laughs> all those. I was at soccer practice. So I was always just back and forth, you know, a little bit behind on everyone, but still, you know, participating. Yeah, Doing yeah. stuff all the time. My Troy Bolton era. The Troy Bolton. <laughs> Tell yeah. us also, and this is part of your, well, part of your story is that uh, your mom and dad, your mm -hmm. mom is Mariah Phillips. Yes. And your dad is Derek. Mm -hmm. Good uh, friends of mine. Mariah is white. Derek is black, so you're. This is true. Is that what we call bi <laughs> is that true. biracial? Is that what we call it biracial? Biracial. That's what I. Uh, biracial. And that's part of your American act. Is what I. That's yeah, part yeah. of your act. Give yeah. Us. No. I, yeah. I, I discuss uh, the kind of racial background because yeah, for for my comedy, I try to you know look at what is specific about my life and things that are also you know potentially relatable, and so I think that I, I think that I do have a unique perspective on on race as someone who's kind of you know, kind of gets a peek at, at both sides and stuff. And so I like to yeah. kind of poke fun at both sides and also, <laughs> you know, find the truths of, you know, what, what that identity is and kind of how it's, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot going on. And so when I get to see pieces of, of a little bit of everything, um, you get to use that in your routine too, a little bit, don't you? Yeah, no, absolutely. I definitely talk about being, yeah. African American. Half, half, what yeah. do you call it? African American. Yeah. African. I say I'm from. I say I'm from Wakanda. Wakanda. If that makes sense, just a little bit from Wakanda. And, and, and Mariah's known throughout here. She's uh, a community leader, I would yeah. say, and yeah. influencer. She's running for office. Absolutely. And, uh, you helped out on that when she ran for Congress. And then Derek. Yeah. Derek is really cool. And uh, and Mar Mariah's cool too. I'm, Mariah, if you're listening, <laughs> I, I love both you guys. But uh, Derek was a drummer. Mm -hmm. Frank Williams Jr. I just yeah. think that's so oh, wow. unique. And then now yeah. he's been a drummer for Brett Brent Eldridge. Brett Eldridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I've been I've been like watching Jimmy Fallon. Hey, look, there's Derek. He's on. Yeah, on yeah. Texting. Hey, dude, are you? Yeah. This no, is Mr. Murphy's bro. You, you know, being <laughs> goofy. But yeah. that's cool. No, it, it it definitely was cool. I think that was part of why I felt so comfortable eventually pursuing a career in comedy was having parents who not only just encouraged us all as kids to you know just do whatever we wanted to do and really just go for it and pursue it mm -hmm. um but also like especially having a father who was already in the arts knew what it was like to struggle for years and you know really have to to grind for that success yeah. um like he really when i said i wanted to do comedy he really couldn't say no because that's <laughs> dad like that's literally exactly what you, you did, don't think so i'm funny <laughs> yeah so um yeah that's having funny. having them as and just as as people they definitely are just incredibly driven and they're good people. That, in, in that is funny to think up. about, though. Like, you know, the stereotypical your kid wants to be a doctor, and you're like, yeah, yeah, 
Yeah. And then it's like, I want to be a musician. They're like, oh, I mean, I hope so. It's so hard. Like, I guess yeah. comedian maybe. <laughs> Comedian's pretty low. Comedian's pretty low. The on the list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for reminding me. Um, and then, and then all of a sudden you're famous, and they're like, I knew it. I told y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you're driving that Bentley. I encouraged him the whole time. No, I. My parents definitely did not. Not that I didn't believe in me, but there is an extent to which I was like, if I was like, yeah, I think I want to be a doctor. My parents would be like, I don't. Does he have a like, fever? They wouldn't be like, yes. They'd I be don't like, see no. that. I don't see you <laughs> being. T- taking people's attention? No, I don't yeah, think so. Yeah, let's be realistic. <laughs> so let's set expectations. You can be a stand-up comedian. How about that? <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. the conversation we had. Are you excited about Tuesday night? I know you've played some show. You played a few shows around here this weekend, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. That yeah. warmed warm me up. You didn't yeah, call yeah, me yeah. yes. Don't call me yes, sir. You didn't say oh, yes. Sorry. Okay. <clears throat> yes. <Sorry. laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, <laughs> it is funny. I now that I, li- I live in Los Angeles for the most for the most time now, and I. Uh, sometimes say like yes sir yes ma'am and people are offended yeah. people are like Did you just call me ma'am and i'm like oh sorry ma'am <laughs> 33 I mean, years uh, old you son yeah, of a yeah it's crazy um but yes i have been doing some shows around town every every time i come back into town i try to you know be involved in the you know middle tennessee comedy scene everybody really wants to hang that. out don't they? they want to hang out with is that here. thriving the middle tennessee comedy scene i, I think, think we're so. the only comedy duo, right? we don't do it willingly the murfreesboro People scene just I laugh think at us. Some help. the murfreesboro scene i think we're i mean there, there definitely are comics who are like you know building stuff there's a show at panther creek there's a show at liquid smoke um, main street needs to have to chris hires he needs to have a comedy night and I think we can get that worked out. Maybe yeah. you'll come in for that. There are people, yeah. I mean, absolutely. There, are, there are people in in Murfreesboro who are, who are doing comedy, and a lot of shows in Nashville, you know, which is not too far away. So yeah. I try to, yeah. Whenever I'm in town, I try to get up as much as I can around the scene. And I know you like to write too. Tell us about you were doing before COVID. You were working on a uh, a show about a funeral. It was very much like The Office. Yeah. yeah Elaborate yeah. on that. So yeah. So as part of I I do stand up, but I also. I'm like a, a TV writer. And so I was right before, well, right before the strike is when it happens. There's currently a writer strike, all this stuff. Netflix is not, there's a lot. AI. And you're allowed you to know, talk about so all of it. So yeah. just, just divulged it all. Your agent's <laughs> listening. <laughs> My agent's like, don't say anything. We, we just turned the mic off. It's okay. Fine. Okay. Just Thank just you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. This isn't being recorded, is it? This is, nah. this is all off record. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, no. So right now, like not much is going on, but right before the strike, I was trying to, you know, I work on my own scripts and, you know, try to sell the show. So I was working on a show that was basically the office, but set in a funeral home. And um, I'm already giggling. It was, it was really <laughs> fun. It was a really fun. It's called good grief. It's like a really fun Charlie you know, Brown. world. Yeah. I got to play with all these like topics that I find really interesting of like this existential, like grief, faith, like so many pretty deep, you know, important topics, deep pockets. but in a very like silly way, yeah. you know, in this, in this goofy world. And so that was something that, you know, I was starting to take out and take meetings to with all these production companies and try to, you know, sell and create this, my own TV show. And then the strike happens and that doesn't happen. Mm. And trying to, you know, write on these other shows. And now with the strike, you can't really. So ah. it's really put a bummer on a lot of things, but I was working on a show. Um, Net, it was on Netflix. What was it called? Yeah. I was a writer on a, on a Netflix show called inside job. Um, mm. It was like an adult animated show. The premise was it was a workplace comedy about like the shadow government. 
And so it was like a very satirical thing, like making fun of a lot of conspiracy theories. And, you know, if all of, if, if everything, if every conspiracy theory was real and like Whatever. there was a government underneath our real government controlling everything, like controlling the weather and controlling, you know, everything. Yeah. So this like, is making me think like? about the Simpsons, how, you know, they always foretell all the things. If you watch kind the of. old Simpsons yeah. cartoons. No, like, truly. Oh, that's eerie. Yeah. And our, our show was canceled, unfortunately. But a lot of people, like on Reddit especially, and a lot of people on the internet were like, oh, they canceled it because they were getting too close to the truth. Oh. They must know something. that <laughs> Something's up. up. Yeah, people were really... So it just furthered a lot of conspiracies, ultimately. Oh, so God. I don't know if we did a good job. But Tell uh, us about your uh, Kenan Thompson story. Tell, tell us about the Kenan Thompson. Who's with SNL? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, the first job I got when I moved out to Los Angeles, was, which was in July of 2021, was uh, I was in the writer's room for the People's Choice Awards. Mm. And that was a really cool opportunity because it was my first job, like, in a writer's room for, you know. Actually, going to make some money, TV. right? <laughs> yeah. No, that also was, was <laughs> nice, um, preferable to unemployment. But, um, yeah, I got to, you know, write jokes that were going to be on national television, told by Kenan Thompson, like a legendary SNL oh, you know, wow. cast member, and also told in front of a lot of these celebrities because they're there in person. <laughs> So I was live watching Keenan Thompson. Like The Rock. Yeah, he told like one of my jokes about The Rock to The Rock. So now The Rock is laughing, and Kim Kardashian and Ellen are behind him, like also laughing. And it was like the most surreal. So thing you were like, and so you're like waiting world. for it to land, like oh, yeah, yes. please laugh, please laugh. And they did, and it was. And awesome. you're raising your hand. You yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was huge. It was That's awesome. funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, and I asked you this, and by the way, I I did a, in the the Pulse, I did a feature story on uh, this this guy right over here, and. Uh, uh, we do a Q and A. If you want to hear more, it'll be coming out in July with uh, Xavier Phillips. Just letting y'all know that. <laughs> um, what would you rather do: act, write, or uh, stand up? Stand up. Yeah. Uh, that is so tough. If I could, o if I could only have one and was not allowed to do the others, I ultimately would. Uh, I would probably <laughs> would choose stand up because it is both writing and performing mm -hmm. and i don't think i could not do both you know ultimately i want to do all of those i want all of those to you know be parts of my career but the the best part about stand-up is like i not only get to hone my writing and you know work on punchlines and get to talk about stories that i want to you know talk about and perspectives that i want to get out there but i also get to perform it and you know be on stage and Make people laugh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So if uh, Lauren Michaels called you, you'd, you'd be all up for SNL, wouldn't you? I mean, I'd yeah, play a little know. hardball, you know, <laughs> just to make him want me a little more. But um, no, absolutely, I would hop on that in a in a heartbeat. How do you go from Murfreesboro to L.A.? There's got to be some in-between there. I mean, you, you went to school. You went to college. Tell us where you went to college. Yes, yeah, so I graduated from Central and went to University of Chicago. Um, and up there, I actually majored in public policy. So kind of was like in my mother's footsteps was going to be in that kind of world also helps and in comedy it also yeah fortunately um Lots politics and comedy are not too far away um so uh yeah i uh realized though kind of like halfway through my degree i was like i was in my improv group i was the head writer for my sketch group i had short films i was writing that were going on to festivals and plays and just doing a lot of things where i was like okay all of my extracurricular activities all my energy and effort is being put towards this and I've received enough kind of like positive feedback that I was like, maybe I can mm -hmm. make something of it. Um, so, yeah. So then I graduated in 2020 into the pandemic. And it was like, oh, yeah, I remember I was like 2020. This is my year. I'm going to get out. Chicago is a great comedy scene. I'm going <laughs> to really like, hit the stand up scene. I'm going to go crazy. I'm going to 
take the world by storm, and then the world took turned upside itself down. by storm. God. And then I had to kind of wait it out for a year, and then moved out to LA, and then just try to hit the ground running as soon as I. So moving out there. to LA, roommates. Did you just? Yeah. How much I've, is the rent? Compare that. Let's talk oh. about that. I cur- <laughs> well, I currently pay, which is a pretty good deal for what I have. I currently pay $2,000, um, which is my portion of it. And he lives with 27 but, people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, for real. I'm in a, I'm in a three-bedroom. And how much is bedroom. the typical rent for that? Um, like, I would say, let's see, total we pay, I think, 4800 Wow. Um, and then I would say probably typical. We got a decent deal it'd probably be five fifty three hundred mm-hmm. how many bathrooms you got your own bathroom i got my own bathroom i have well, a pretty go. i have a pretty good setup okay we're in a, we're it's well, a this little bitty house. college uh fridges Do you he have is a, a professional no, look i'm a professional now okay <laughs> santa convenience make a lot of money okay so that's I'm right roll it famously um, one day oh, you're wait, on, you are you are he just dropped a stack let me get yeah, yeah yeah sorry There's a lot of money just falling out of my pockets the house. money maker yeah, yeah, that's me. That's what everyone. Calls I me. expect you to be in the movies one day. You wouldn't be up here if you weren't going to be in the movies. I can just tell you that. Oh, well, okay. Well, You're going to be in the movies. Very selective. Jimmy Fallon. Who's your favorite? We talk. Who's your favorite uh, nighttime? Uh, Conan O'Brien, Letterman. Who's your? Yeah, who I, do you I, mean, like? I would say of all time probably Conan. I just think he's so just naturally so he's funny hilarious. and likable and, and relatable, yeah. and is just so funny. Physical comedy. Yeah. yeah. I also love like John Oliver. Is that he does last week tonight, and I, I love him particularly because he gets to go in depth on topics. Like I, I definitely, when I started doing comedy, was try to be very adamant about the fact that I still wanted to, you know, I still enjoy like being intellectual and like, you know, talking about important things and covering you know important topics. And he does a really good job of like really using comedy to entertain people and bring them into a mm-hmm. conversation, and then they unknowingly leave with more information than they had right in. yeah so he really he's a smart dude yeah, yeah, yeah. And laugh yeah, and... yeah wow cool did you like mad magazine or crack magazine did you was, was that before was, your time i was before my time dude, sir at the end you would fold it and it'd be like something you, never mind <laughs> this is, um, never mind never seen a magazine and let's talk about some of the people <laughs> some of the people you a, a kindle are you talking about kindle pen pals <laughs> Let's talk about somebody maybe upset, like the British. Maybe was it? Ah, uh, yes. He's got a huge following TikTok, and uh, can you elaborate what happened? I don't know if your agents listen or not. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's hilarious. I think the NDA is over yeah. now. Um, yeah. So I uh, during the pandemic, I started you know making videos on TikTok and stuff, just as as everyone. Yeah, was. but that's pro- I mean, that's a great thing to do. You know. Yeah, yeah, and it was fun. But the the internet is a is a scary place, and. Uh, there have been a few times, actually, almost every time I make a video, there's some sort of goes haywire. Yeah, there's something that you know, a few comments or something. But the the one that went it went viral, craziest, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. I posted this video. I actually was in Murfreesboro um, when I posted it, and it was such a dumb. It truly was a dumb joke. No cuss know. words. No, it was a very simple. It was literally a pun about British people and like bloody noses, and I made the pun was like. It's so dumb. I'm prefacing it by saying I think it's very dumb. It's dumb, but it got a million likes. I made a joke that I was like, what do British people say when they get a bloody nose? Because they can't say that. Because people are like, yeah, we all probably got a bloody nose. <laughs> like, yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> Literally so dumb. Such a dumb pun. And you got kicked off for that, right? <laughs> I So I posted that. I remember 
two minutes from like thinking of the idea to like posting it like so simple didn't put any thought into it yeah. posted it an hour later i checked and it was at a million views and then like a few hours later it was like six minutes i think it might it be just like went eight minutes now and just like took off and it was funny because at first all the comments were really positive and people like thought, liked it because it was <laughs> it was at nighttime in america and then England woke, woke up, up. And then <laughs> like you're all trash. Of a sudden, the tides turned <laughs> and people did not like it. I started getting literally like death threats in my car. I was like, guys, I made a pun. I made a bad pun. And they're going to, they're coming across crazy. the pond to get you. It was crazy. And people would send me like voice memos, like DM me voice memos on Instagram. But it was crazy because they were like, we don't talk like that, mate. We don't talk like that. And I was like, you just did. Uh, we don't talk like that. Like, what do you mean? Let me see my bloody kangaroo. It was crazy. It was crazy. So, yeah, the internet is a. It's crazy, isn't it? I like being on stage because I don't have to. It's the teeth. They're jealous of your teeth. I think that's what it is. Exactly. What are you going to do? What are you. Somebody said you were in a volleyball league or something. You this were. Is, uh, is that going to be part of the act? But it's it's not part of the act. It's true. Tell us about your volleyball league that you're. Part yeah. Of. Well, I won't spoil too much of it, but I do. Uh, so in, in Los <laughs> Angeles, I did in fact join a gay volleyball league, and I am not gay. <laughs> And uh, which was a whole little. So you're story. not going to come out on them. I'm just kidding. So uh, no, I uh, I had to I had to ultimately come out as straight to them. You had to come out straight. To I them. had to come out as straight to my gay volleyball team, and they also like some of them just did not believe me. And I was like, guys, I'm not Dude, lying. I'm straight. Yeah, what so it was a real. It was a real tough. Um, it was a tough situation. They're yeah, like, it's so okay. It was hard for me too. Yeah, so I kind of got to see what it was like on the other side, really. Um, so let's talk. Sam, we're talking about that. So dating in LA, compare the California to the oh ladies boy. in Tennessee. <laughs> we talked about this. <laughs> we did. Um, well, <laughs> I well, what I will say about dating uh, in <laughs> that's so funny. Um, oh, dating okay. <laughs> dating in LA is a little different compared. Uh, just the the, the yeah. girls are a little probably smarter in Tennessee. I'm guessing. Interesting assumption. Um, it's going to be you saying. I'm not saying. It. Interesting. Um, in terms of intelligence level, look, all look. No, let me preface alienate this. a whole. Let me, no, let me preface this. The girls all are prettier. Women are, and... All women are beautiful and smart. <laughs> there and, you go. And, there you go. And perfect. Nice. All women are perfect. Nice. Um, Just go ahead and say I'm sorry. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll apologize in advance for whatever <laughs> I'm about to. Whatever I'm being forced to say. Remember this. This is off the record again, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's off the record. Um, no, I, I will say like like dating is different in Los Angeles. The interesting thing about LA is that everyone is in the industry or like almost everyone. The networking thing. Yeah. So like you're on a date and people are also kind of networking, yeah. which is a really weird. So it's like Nashville on steroids. It's kind of basically like what, what the music industry I imagine is like in Nashville, <laughs> but it's like the comedy and like writing and cause everyone is either like an assistant at an agency or they like know someone or they're an actor. So like we're talking about, oh, what do you do? And it's like, oh, I'm a writer. I write, I'm writing, I'm working on this short right now. And they're like, oh, Who do are you, you looking know? for an actress? And I'm like, okay, this is not what do you a do? casting call. This is supposed to be a date. But. Have you gotten booed off the stage? Let's talk about something in Arizona. You were kind of yeah, yeah, compared yeah. to Tennessee. You've got to watch what you're saying around certain people. Yeah. So I did. I will say that I, there have definitely been shows where I haven't done as well as others. You know, it, it oscillates, it, it varies, but uh, the worst show I ever did that I would consider a bomb was in Arizona. I was in a comedy. This is hilarious. Listen. Ultimately, I was in a comedy competition in Arizona, in Phoenix, Arizona, 
Big red state. Big red state. I did pretty pretty red state. (laughs) And I did really well in the first round. I won the first round. So boom. Three rounds. Yeah. I won the first round. I was like, okay, I'll do my like lower level jokes for the second round, squeak through to the final, then I'll hit them with the big stuff. The big stuff. Volleyball stuff. Yeah. And but then I went to the second round. And I came out and the audience just was not ha- just <laughs> the whole time. I opened with, because a lot of my comedy is also like, Listen I make satirical jokes and like cover some, you know, whatever. And talk about being biracial and, you know, I'll, I'll make a satirical joke about like the Confederate flag, you know. It's all in good fun. I'm being silly, you know. <laughs> you know I'm a silly <laughs> guy. How can you hate this face? Well, some people can. Tough crap. And they did. I started a joke and just, I, when I said Confederate flag, I heard someone in the audience go, oh, no. <laughs> oh, oh no oh no <laughs> and that's when i knew that really was uh it was it was done but you do have to what what makes a good comic i ultimately think comedy is all about the audience and knowing where the audience is coming from um in order to take them from point a to point b like take them from the setup to the punchline um so when i'm looking at like performing in nashville versus la i'm still telling the same jokes i'm still expressing the same sentiments and you know messages that i that i'm trying to but i slightly alter my language mm-hmm. you know to because i because i know people in tennessee have a different background they you know have different how y'all doing yeah i just put on a little twang when i'm talking how y'all doing? Yeah, so yeah. like would you say you push pat a little bit like what's the sweet spot like you get it you get your audience you mm-hmm. know their touchy spots you know what they're maybe going to think about. like are you trying to kind of put is that the sweet spot to just push a tiny bit or it, it really it really depends because sometimes sometimes they're okay being pushed a little bit it really is like I, and that's why it takes so much that's why a lot of people take so many years to like really be successful because reading an audience is such an important part and it's like so integral but is also pretty difficult so there won't be any jokes about submarines tuesday night i mean we're not, uh, we're we'll, not going that uh, we'll, far we'll, yeah we'll see if i've got any uh got any of those jokes written by then but um i shouldn't have said that i'm sorry <laughs> i'm sorry y'all yeah, no, i've been set up yeah. um no yeah so i mean in terms of like topics i don't i mean i i mostly just go with like what i think is funny but i know how can i take this idea or this concept that i think is funny and present it based on what I am inferring about the audience. Cool. That makes sense. Will you promise to come back? I know it's... Oh, of course. You will come back. Yes. And um, Tuesday night, give give us again where you're going to be at Tuesday night, Zanies at 8.30. Yes, I'll be at Zanies. Um, So excited to be back at Zanies. Um, I've I've done a few of the showcase spots there, but this is my first time actually headlining. This is my first time ever fully headlining an official comedy club. Which wow. is really exciting. So to be doing we'll it be here, there. like in my essentially my hometown awesome. club is me, really exciting. No, it truly is like <laughs> they'll be there. I, yeah, because yeah, when I when I started my you know comedy career, a goal of mine was to like still be a part of the Nashville scene and still yeah. be plugged in. So to be able to come back and do this is really exciting. Mm-hmm. So I'll be at Zanies, June twenty seventh. It's Xavier Phillips and friends. So I have six other comics who are going to be on the show who are really funny. Some of my favorite in Nashville. And not, Bill. Be, uh, not Bill. <coughs> but Bill will not Bill. But we'll be on the front be. row though. Bill will be not allowed to touch the <laughs> microphone that night. Thank you. But. Thanks to Xavier Phillips. <laughs> Tuesday night at Zanies. He'll be back. Uh, God bless y'all. Go out and do something nice for somebody. Take care.
Tonight, we'll see areas of showers and thunderstorms, partly cloudy with a low of 69, with a chance for showers and thunderstorms continuing into tomorrow morning, sunny and a high of 90 degrees. I'm meteorologist Patrick McMillan on News Radio WGNS. Right now, it's 80. Portions of our programming have been pre-recorded. The Good Neighbor Network, WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna, flagship station for MTSU Sports.